Hello, it's Positive Spark Plug time, and I'm your host, Candace, and I'm so excited for you to be joining me. I have a very special guest today. His name is Cooper Allen, and he's from Nashville, and he is a country singer. He is rocking out, and he is well on his way to becoming a big, big star. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear his story, hear his journey, and hear his thoughts on how he produces songs, how he writes them, who he would like to go on tour with, who he would like to write songs with. And I am just so pumped for you guys to hear this story. I do want to apologize for there are some disturbance in the recording due to internet service. So I do apologize for that. But I do appreciate you guys taking the time to listen in. Cooper shares his newest song that hasn't been released yet, Pink Umbrella, at the end. And it is so, so good. And I'm excited for you guys to hear it. So... Are you guys ready? Because we are about to rock on. Get your twang on. Here we go with Cooper Allen. Hi, Cooper. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? It's a good Monday. I, oh, it's an excellent Monday. It's an excellent Monday. I just did a May the 4th uh, leg day workout with my gym. So I, we go. I off of all off of like Star Wars. So it's yeah, that's cool. awesome. Yeah, Star Wars is is a big day for me. That was uh that was my favorite as a kid, and still is, I, I guess. So. Nice. Yes. So everything was four minute stations, four reps into multiples. Oh yeah, it was fun. My legs are sore. Yeah, leg, leg day is not fun. I, I usually skip that one. <laughs> that's amazing. All right. Well, first and, for, first and foremost, I'd just like to say thank you for joining me on the Positive Spark Plug podcast. I truly appreciate you taking the time um, for me to get to know you. I follow you on Instagram. I love listening to your music. So well, I am so pumped that you agreed to be on here so I can learn a little bit more about your journey. Um, to start off, my first question, um, just to have some fun, is what are your three emojis that best describe you? Ooh, wow. <laughs> Nobody's ever asked me that before. Um, definitely the rock on sign. Nice. Love that one. I love the, uh, it's the one with the face that, like, kind of looks like it's about to throw up. It's like that. <laughs> that one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I always, I always use the this one. I'm the nice. hands guy. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. That is hilarious. Yeah, I always like starting off with just some fun. Um, now I don't really know a whole lot about you, so my first question is. Tell me a little bit about your past, growing up. How did you become a writer, a singer. Tell me a little bit about your journey before, for now. Yeah. Um, so I grew up uh, in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Um, it's a little town kind of in central North Carolina. Um, and music was just kind of always a big part of my life. Um, I've got two older brothers, uh, two parents that all love music. Um, none of them really play or write or anything, but we would always kind of go to concerts and share music with each other. That was just 
kind of our family activity. Um, so I think my first concert was when I was like five. I went and saw Tom Petty and um, slept the whole time, which I'm, you know, that kind of sucks now, but I like to think it had an impact somehow. Um, and then just kind of slowly got into music, listened to everything, you know, listened to what my brothers were listening to, because of course the older brother's music is always cool. And then um, started singing and started kind of developing my own taste. Uh, I started my first band in eighth grade. Uh, me and two other guys that I went to school with. Um, our first gig was at a haunted trail uh, at our high school, which, uh, you know, we were bad, but our friends came and hung out and made us feel cool. Um, so that was kind of my first real performing experience. Um, then really kept it up all through high school. Uh, college kind of started taking it a little more seriously, um, especially towards the end there. And... Um, Kind of my senior year decided I really wanted to, this is what I really wanted to do. I wanted to move out to Nashville and try to do the thing. Um, I had always written music. Uh, you know, I think I wrote my first song in eighth grade, maybe. Uh, and then just kind of kept that up, and we always recorded CDs and put music out. Um, so, yeah, it was it was just kind of a, a long process of figuring out that that's what I wanted to do more than anything else in, in the world. And, you know, nothing makes me feel like performing music and writing music, um, so, you know, started at a young age, and here we are now. Nice. What were some of the, what were some of the things that you battled between choosing? Like, did you have another career chosen out? Were your parents like, you know, you can be a singer, but you have to have a backup of some sort. Yeah. Uh, what avenue were you going to go into if you didn't choose music? Um. So, so I'm very lucky. I don't really have the stereotypical, you know, parents that say, you know, you got to do this, you got to go to college. You know, they they really left it up to me, which was awesome. Um, you know, I chose to, you know, obviously finish high school and then go to college and graduate. I just, I wanted to have that experience and kind of grow as a person and a performer before I really dove into it, moving out to a Nashville, um, which was great for me. I think I would have gotten eaten up if I moved out there when I was 18. Some people can do it. I couldn't. Um, so my parents were great in that aspect. Uh, in terms of career stuff, um, I was a I was a business student, so you know summers I usually did the internships that everybody else was doing. I did a uh, like a commercial real estate internship one summer. Um, sold beer uh, summer after my junior year. Lived up in New York and worked for uh, Anheuser Busch, which was a cool experience. But um, that was kind of that was kind of my final straw. I realized I was kind of sitting writing songs on my desk all day. So maybe that's what I should do instead of uh, be a mediocre beer salesman like I was. <laughs> nice. Um, were, were you into any sports, any physical activity um, growing up? Did, did that put a strain on your music? Was that any of uh, what to choose at any point? Yeah. Um, so, along with music, my family, we love fitness and exercise and all that stuff. Both my parents are marathon runners, and my dad was a college soccer player. My older brother played basketball at Carolina. My other older brother, you know, was a really good tennis player, managed at Carolina when he was in college. Um, and I was, I played basketball from a young age just because I'm kind of tall, I guess. <laughs> and, uh, 
you know, thought I was going to be in the NBA until about seventh grade, that AAU game where we lost by like 70 points to some really good team from Charlotte or something. And, uh, you know, realized the NBA thing probably wasn't going to work. Um, but I still, you know, played and played all through high school. Um, I played a little golf too. That's also kind of one of my hobbies. Um, it, it never really, one, I was really never good enough to be like, this can maybe be a career option. Um, there were like some little conflicts in high school where like maybe I had a gig or I had a basketball game, but in terms of the big picture, I was uh I was never anything special at all at basketball, so I'm a lot better playing the guitar and singing. But I still keep up, you know, the working out stuff. You know, to this day, that's kind of my escape and my happy place is working out. You know, almost every day, and that means a lot to me. Yes, yes, physical. Movement, whatever it may be, it doesn't have to be crazy throwing around weights, but just moving the body is so important. It's not just for the body, but for the mind and, and everything, everything about you. It's just, it really helps free things up. Just yeah. being able to get everything moving and flowing. So, Absolutely. going back, you did your music, you had your, you had your side jobs a little bit, and then you got, to the decision of moving to Nashville. How did yes. that decision come about? Were you nervous? Can you go through the thought process, your feelings of moving? Because that's a big jump, and especially to Nashville, where there's thousands of other singers. How how did you how did you make that leap? Yeah, um, you know, obviously I did country music, so it was it was kind of the obvious move was you know. You can't really do it um, unless you're in Nashville, and I, I didn't really realize that before I got to Nashville. You know, I thought maybe can I hang around here and you know build up a local following and stuff. It, that's great. Some people can do that. It's really hard if you're not at least based out of Nashville and connecting with people in Nashville. Um, so I met uh, my publisher and producer now. Um, I met working up in New York okay. um, that summer after my junior year. She's, you know, was a hit songwriter and, and producer and all that stuff, and I've been kind of connected with her through a mutual friend here in Winston. And, um, you know, I had breakfast with her. We stayed in touch. We, uh, you know, I sent her some of my crappy songs that I was writing by myself senior year, and um, she kind of encouraged me to make the move to Nashville, um, and, and kind of said I'll be kind of maybe help guide through this a little bit, um, and so. I moved to Nashville and, and ended up getting a publishing deal and uh, development deal with her, which I was not expecting, but which has kind of changed the game for me. Um, but that was really the big kicker for me to move to Nashville. Um, I would have done it anyways, just because uh, I realized that's kind of what you got to do, and that's really the only way to grow is to be around all those people that are, you know, better than you and you can collaborate and learn and just kind of work on your craft and stuff. Uh, so moving moving there must have brought up some did you some emotion did you feel any fear excitement like how how did you cuz you you didn't move with your family obviously if you your family stayed back um how did you work through that fear moving or that anxiety or were you just excited and just ready to go can you go through some of those emotions because that's a big change hello 
Sorry about that. Hey. Where did uh where did it cut me off? You 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 finish. I was just, okay. just about to ask you a question. Okay, so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. So the the decision the idea has got brought up for you to move. Within within that move there has to have been some sort of emotions evoked. Were you afraid? Was there some scare? Like, were you feared? Like, did you fear it? Did you have just all excitement? Were you anxiety? How did you do that to make sure that when you got there, you were prepared and ready to go? Yeah. Um, I mean, it was definitely, it was definitely nerve wracking. Um, I just, I didn't really know a lot of people moving there. And, um, you know, it was, a lot of my friends were moving to Charlotte or Atlanta or D.C., New York, um, and I was kind of the only one making that move. And I was also kind of, you know, realizing I was getting into an industry that, um, you know, is tough. And it's, you know, just a grind. And you never really know what's going to happen. Um, so I'd say the biggest thing that kind of helped me with that was my support from my parents um, that really were behind me. Um, that made it a lot easier, and um, not being too far from home because Nashville's not. I'm just, can, can you still hear me? Yep. <laughs> Something popped up about my connection. Sorry. Um, but yeah, and Nashville's not too far from home, so you know I could still come home and see my family and play and stuff. Um, but I just kind of I told myself I was I was going to do it because as much anxiety and. You know, whatever that I was feeling about the move, um, it was kind of outweighed by the fact that you know, I love music. I have to go do this because that's what gets me out of bed in the morning. Um, so that's that was that's what kind of pushed me to really do it. And you know, the music industry is so collaborative, and so you know, everybody kind of wants to be working with people. So I figured that. Um, Alrighty, so you decided that playing music, writing music, outweighed any of the fears or emotions that could come with the, the, the fact of moving. Now, you get to Nashville, first off, you get to Nashville, where do you even begin? Like, yeah. 
where do you Let's... even start? Like, do you just start playing your guitar in the streets? Do you, yeah. like, how did your producer, music producer, get you started, introduce you to people? Like, yeah, um, that, that's a great question. And, um, there's, there's so many ways you can kind of get going. Uh, for me, I, um, I auditioned at a bar downtown to start playing Broadway gigs, uh, just to kind of pick up some money. Um, so I did that early on and then I started kind of figuring out where the networking nights were and where like songwriters kind of hung out. Um, started going to those and, you know, my producer was introducing me to people to write with and, um, you know, kind of network with people through her. So it, it just started, you know, small and just slowly but surely you kind of build your network out and you get busier and busier and you find more people to write with. More things to do, more gigs to play. Um, but I think the best advice is just to just go out there and just throw a bunch of stuff against the wall and see what sticks. I mean, you kind of got to try everything because there's no sure way of navigating it or whatever. It just kind of, it's different for everybody, um, which kind of makes it cool. Um, but yeah, it, it takes time. It's frustrating at first because you think it's all going to happen fast, um, and it doesn't. And you kind of get frustrated for a second, and then you kind of realize that everybody's kind of in the same boat. Yes. So th speaking of kind of like throwing, like throwing everything out to the wall, how does how does a song come about? Is there multiple ways of writing a song? Is it just sitting there and you think of something, you write it? Is there strategic ways of writing a song, and where do you get your inspirations for your music? Yeah, um, you know, songwriting is so cool because, like the music industry, there's no one way to do it. Um, you know, usually for me, it's getting in a room with, you know, two or three other people. Um, we kind of throw ideas around, maybe song titles we've come up with, um, feeling or just, you know, kind of sentiments that we have for a song or like a melody or a chord progression, or just a you know, feel, you know, I want to write a song that kind of sounds like this sort of thing. Um, and you throw ideas around and kind of talk through different stuff, and everybody kind of comes in with their own thing, and then, you know, you usually, after talking about it for a little bit, you land on the idea you want to write about. Um, more often than not, it starts with a song title, and you kind of build off of that. Um, but, you know, like I said, it's, it's different every time. Um, but it's amazing. Um to me with the songwriting process that, you know, think about how many people sit down and write songs and how many times I've sat down and write songs, written songs. And no matter what, you know, at the end, you have a product that you're usually pretty proud of and it's usually at least sort of different than anything else out there. Um, so it's, I mean, it's an amazing process and it's a process that takes a lot of time to, uh, to, you know, get good at and I wouldn't even say that I'm great at it yet uh, but I'm a lot better than I was two years ago do you do you have to just with like everything else in life do you have to schedule in writing time or do you just kind of let it flow as it as it comes you're just you're sitting in the kitchen doing dishes off and you're like oh my god a song idea yeah. yeah, I mean, that that certainly happens. Um, I come up with a lot of ideas when I'm, like, running or working out for some reason just because I'm not really trying to think about it and something will come to me like, oh, shit, i got to write that down. Um, 
but in terms of like riding with people, no riding appointments, which is a lot of Nashville, um, you, you know, you usually schedule it out a couple weeks in advance and say, you know, we're going to meet here at this time. We're going to be in the room for probably three to four hours, maybe longer, maybe shorter. And we're going to come out with a song. Nice. Yeah. So you guys, so when you guys go into the studio, do you guys like plan on like, okay, if we're sticking it out for like three hours, we're coming out with a song at some point or at least a chorus or at least a melody, like and we ain't leaving until we get one of yeah. them? Is that yeah. how that process kind of goes? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I mean, 98% of the time, it works. It's it's yeah, absurd, yeah. and I never would have <laughs> expected that to be the case because, you know, I used to write by myself a lot, and it would take me, you know, weeks to finish a song, and now it's taken me three or four hours to finish a song, and that's just kind of the, the power of collaboration. But it's uh, it's cool. I mean, it's cool to go through a week and maybe have four writing appointments come out with four songs that you can add to your catalog and, and choose from when it comes time to cut songs down the line. That's amazing. So how do you get how do how do you get to a point of being inspired to write songs but not keeping them the same style or like the same about the same kind of thing? Everyone jokes about country, you're losing yeah. your house, your dog, you're drinking a beer, you're doing <laughs> that. <laughs> how do you how do you find inspiration and gather it? and make it so that it's unique to you and, and a unique sound towards Yeah. Um, that's just, I don't know. That, that's a good question. Um, you just kind of have to push yourself in the room to, you know, if you feel yourself going down an avenue that you always go down or like, damn, I've done this. The past three rights I've thrown out like this kind of sort of melody. You just kind of have to sit address to realize that okay I'm doing this again I need to do something different and then you just kind of throw stuff out until something sticks um, and and that's the great part about you know building these writing relationships with people is you get in the room and you don't have to feel like you need to hold back um, and kind of write something down the middle that you know you know is going to be safe you get to the point with people where you know, I can kind of go way out of left field and throw this idea out there. It might suck, but it might be that different little twist that the song needs to, you know, kind of make it stand out from the others. Um, and I've really gotten lucky to learn from Victoria, my publisher and producer, and we write a lot together. Um, just to kind of try to write that, that left of center attitude, um, where it's not like totally different, but it's not. It's like not country, but yeah. um, where it's different enough where it's country with a twist to kind of make it, I don't know, be different. Because you're not going to stand out if you're just trying to write exactly what's on the radio because those guys are already doing it better than you. Yes. So when you're, when you're either by yourself uh, a song or with uh, a group of people, is it one person comes up with like the melody or the the drum like the guitar music and then you guys kind of come up with the music or do you guys have it where it's like hey guys I have a song I just need music to go with it and I don't know how to get the music. is it is it both or is it normally one more than the other Yeah um it's usually a, a degree of both um you know most people can do both at least adequately um and the great ones can do both great 
Um, most people kind of have their tendencies, you know, leaning either way. Like maybe one guy's a little more of a melody guy, one guy's a little more of a words guy. I'm a little more of a melody guy and a feel guy. Um, that's just kind of how my brain works. Um, you know, I, and I still contribute lyrics. I still try with lyrics, and sometimes I come up with great lyrics. Sometimes I come up with crappy lyrics. But, um, you know, my tendency is more of the feel and let's kind of take it this direction and that's my biggest value add in the room but to be a great writer you really need to be great at both um and that just takes a long time but um yeah the, the great ones can do both but everybody kind of has that natural leaning one way or the other so what happens now because this all it has to happen because it, it's part of life what happens when a group of people gets in and one person or a couple of people are stuck, let's say, with like more of a slower tempo song, and then you got a couple of people in there and they got like some beat bop song going. Yeah. How do you do? You, do you work on both songs? Do you try and mingle them? How does that happen? Because not everyone's going to come into a studio and go, "All right, I'm feeling sappy and so sad today. Yeah. Let's write a song." Yeah. Um, <laughs> you kind of get to the point where you. You know, you got to agree to take it in one direction or the other. And if, you know, you can't really work on two songs at once, I guess. So you just kind of say, all right, we'll do this song this one time. Even even if I'm happy and I don't want to write a sad song, everybody, if that's what's in the room, that's the best idea that's thrown out. We're going to go with that. Maybe we can write, you know, a different tempo next time. Um, so usually, almost every time you come to an agreement in a place where you can really start working on one thing. Uh, if not, then that writing relationship probably isn't going to work out, and um, <laughs> you need to shake hands and go your separate ways. <laughs> what? So, speaking of writing songs, what has been your favorite song to write, and what has been your most difficult song to write? Favorite song to write? Um, or a couple uh, of them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there have been so many, uh, and, and I've gotten the chance to work with some incredible writers that have just been so fun to write with. Um, I'd say my favorites are, are that song Climate Change that um, that was like my debut single. Love that song. It just flowed really well. I love the writing process of it. I love how it sounded. I love, you know, the lyrics were kind of different from anything else out there, but kind of had this cool melody that was kind of country, kind of pop. Um, that song was pretty special to me. Um, that warm beer song that I put out is just kind of a goofy, you know, talking song, but it kind of has this meaning that is, you know, a, a little subtle, but timely and important. Um, and then this next song that I'm releasing, Pink Umbrella Drinks, uh, May 22nd, is also really one of my favorites. It's one of my favorites to perform, and it kind of took, you know, my country influences and mixed it with a lot of, like, Weezer and Blink-182 and you know, Kid Rock. Awesome. Stuff that I kind of listened to outside of country growing up. And it kind of meshes that together. Um, those are probably my favorites. Uh, and, you know, being a songwriter, you're biased. You kind of like just about everything you write. Um, but those are, you know, since those are the ones that I've kind of decided to release, those are sort of my favorites. Um, in terms of the toughest songs to write, um, you know, any emotional evokers? Ones yeah. that writing, you're you're getting, you got emotional, so it took some time. Yeah, I. 
Uh, there is one song. It's a it's a slower song um, that I put out on Instagram. Um, just did like a video cover of it. Um, it's a slower song, and it was, you know, it kind of took a while because I I really liked the idea, um, and it, you know, it was just I wanted to make sure we executed on it right. Um, so that was a, a long write, but it was it was fun. You know, it was tough, and it you know maybe took a little longer to get through, but it was, you know, something that was very worth it in the end. Nice. So, speaking of influence, influencers, tell me a little bit about it. So, growing up, you listened to music, but who were your, like, main, your main people that you really listened to, that you were really like, oh, I want to, I want to play music like that, I want to sing like that. Can you give me some of your, your main music influencers? Yeah. Um, so, in terms of the country people, um, Eric Church, Kenny Chesney, Jake Owen, Dirk Bentley, Toby Keith, um, there, you know, there's really not a lot of country that I don't like. Um, <laughs> but honestly, my biggest influence, and this is kind of weird, but, um, Kid Rock has been a favorite of our family for a really long time. And, um, it was kind of the first moment that I was like, man, I really want to do that was seeing him in concert. I think, it, I think it was in eighth grade. Um, but just watching his energy, his connection with his fans and his just kind of authenticity. And I don't know. I've just never really seen anything like that before. And I was like, damn, I really, I want to do this because this, yeah. the, the way he's making me feel out here, I want to have that same effect on people someday. Um, so I've kind of been influenced by shows that I've seen more so than just sitting down listening to music. Um, you know, I have my songs that I like, my styles that I like, all that stuff. But what really touches me as a fan is going to see somebody in concert and seeing the great entertainers like the Kid Rock or like Eric Church, Kenny Chesney, Carrie Underwood, and the way they can kind of just captivate a crowd. Um, it's kind of what's influenced me most. So that has in turn kind of been what's most important to me is putting on a good show and, um, you know, giving that 110% every time out that you play and making it feel like the first and last time. So how do you, so how do you get your mindset and your, yourself prepared to give that 110%? Because not, not every time a show comes up, you're, you're in that mood. You're ready to go. So how do you set yourself up so that when you end that night, you know, you've touched some people's lives that were in that crowd. You know, you left them going, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, I mean, it's crazy. It, no matter how much you're not feeling it or how tired you are or pissed off you are or whatever, as soon as you step up there and start playing, it all kind of goes away. And that's kind of the amazing thing about performing is you just kind of get in this zone. Um, and if you really need the, the extra motivation, then you got to think, you know, these people out here, whether it's 10 people or whether it's, you know, a thousand people, they are here, they're watching you play, they're giving you their time, or maybe they paid for a ticket, um, and they're giving you their attention. So, you know, if you were out there watching somebody, you would want them to give it, you know, all they can get, all they can give. So that's kind of, I want to do the same. Do you have any, like, rituals before you get on stage? Do you and your band kind of get together and do, like, a chant or any kind of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, not not really. 
I just, everything is kind of different. Um, you know, I used to get nervous uh, performing, so I would have a couple beers, but I'm, I'm a little bit past that. So, you know, I just kind of get in the zone. Maybe I'll listen to a song or something. I go warm up in my car and just kind of get fired up for it. I, I wouldn't say I have any rituals or anything. I'm sure that will come with time as I do more and more shows. Um, but yeah, just kind of. I guess I'm still kind of in the honeymoon phase with performing. I just, I love it. So it's just, it gets me fired up no matter what. Yeah. So going back to influencers, you have your influencers that come from music. Who influenced you outside of, of the music field that kind of were your mentors or, or people that pushed you, encouraged you, your cheerleaders? Who really was a huge impact to help get you started in this industry and who um, still is who's still around yeah um my family obviously is, is the biggest one um you know everybody not just one mom dad two brothers they've just been incredibly supportive and you know when we were playing gigs back in like high school when we would go play at bars and none of my friends could come because nobody was 21 or even 18 but you know, my brother's friends could come and they would get party buses to come see me play, oh, wow. you know, support me early on. And then, you know, my, my parents just kind of being awesome parents and being good role models and being people that I look up to and, and want to be like, um, they've always had a positive influence on me. And you know, those are the people that, you know, you can do whatever selling records or play whatever shows, but you know, what's important to me is to be good people like them. Um, and that's credit to, you know, how they raised me. Um, I don't know if my mom can hear me. She's inside the house here somewhere, but, yeah, <laughs> um, and then, you know, music champions. Yeah, I had my guitar teacher early on was a big, you know, encourager of what I was doing and wanted me to get better. And, you know, it was always nice to me and was helping me, uh, my chorus teacher. Taking them away from them, from the first the guitar teacher. Um, he really taught me how to play by ear, um, which was awesome for me because that's just now when I'm playing in bars or something and people are requesting songs and I'm like, oh well, I don't, I've never played that song before, but I've heard it on the radio a bunch, um, so I can pull up the words and and play it and that stuff, little stuff like that, um, that kind of comes from him, um. I had a course teacher that always encouraged me, um, and that was, you know, a big champion of mine. Um, and then, you know, all the friends and stuff that came out and saw me play and, you know, made me feel like I was good even when I probably wasn't. <laughs> um, and then obviously moving forward to, uh, Victoria, my producer now, and she's kind of been my biggest champion in Nashville and is kind of, slowly spread the word about me to other people and we're still working on it and still trying to build the team. Um, but I've, I've been very lucky to have a lot of people that have really cared about me and, you know, made me feel like I could do this because without that, it's, it's really, it's really hard to do it. Yes. So what, what are you, like you have all of your influencers, you got your music, got your people behind you your tribe behind you what are you doing right now with your music during this this pandemic how are you getting yourself set up 
did you have, first off, did you have anything planned for when this pandemic happened? Like, did you have shows booked and stuff? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Which kind of sucks. But, um, you know, uh, the shows got canceled, but everybody's shows got canceled. Um, so I just kind of saw the writing on the wall and, and came back home. Um, you know, so I've been back in North Carolina with, uh, with my parents for a little over a month. Um, it just, I, I kind of figured I needed to be here. I could eat better food here than I could cook there. Uh, that was, that was the big draw. Um, but it's kind of, it's been an interesting time because you've kind of, as a musician, you know, can't perform. I can't really get in the room and write with people. Um, kind of have to get innovative with, uh, what, how you're spending your time and how you're using this time to get better. Um, so I've kind of made it a point to learn how to kind of record my own music and use that software and make my own demos, build tracks and stuff. Um, I think it can make me a better writer. It can make me a way more valuable asset in Nashville if I can, you know, kind of do that stuff and just start doing it for other people and kind of become a better producer of music. Um, and that's yeah. something that it really takes a lot of time and it's not a lot of time that you have when everything is going. Um, yeah, so I was able to take some online classes on it and just kind of work on it and get better. So that's kind of my biggest thing I've been doing. Um, you know, I'm still practicing stuff. I'm doing Instagram live streams for uh, people on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. Uh, just kind of enjoying time with family too and taking a, a little bit of a slowdown. It's not, it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, and, you know, just kind of, kind of enjoying it because this is how it is, and we don't know yeah. when it's necessarily going to end, if it's going to end anytime soon. But there's stuff we can control, and that's what I've kind of, kind of tried to focus on. A hundred percent. So when, when it's all over and you're able to get yourself back out there, what are your plans? Like, what do you have coming up? What do you have coming up? That like, are you rescheduling your like previous tours? Like, do, was it a tour or just a bunch of different gigs? Uh, just a bunch of different dates. Um, I, I do a lot of playing in, in Nashville, um, just at okay. Broadway bars and other stuff. That's kind of most of what I'm doing now. I, um, you know, I travel a little bit to play in some bars in like North Carolina, South Carolina, um, and I had some of those planned. Um, you know, everything will be. Sort of rescheduled places are, you know, we still don't really know when it's going to be able to start doing shows again. And then especially in Nashville, even if it's cool to do shows, you don't really know if people are going to be traveling to Nashville yet. So there's just kind of a lot of unknowns that I don't think have been figured out quite yet. Um, as soon as they are figured out, then, you know, we'll reschedule the shows and, and get back going. I'm, I'm super eager. Um, but the good thing about nowadays is, you know, I'm releasing a song May 22nd and, you know, I don't, I can just do that whether it's, you know, quarantine or not. I can put out music. Yeah. So I'm going to do that. And that's kind of my summer song and going to push it and try to get more and more people to listen to it and uh, just kind of keep the grind going. But I am, uh, I'm certainly itching to play again. It is, um, you know, I haven't gone this long without playing a show in a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can only imagine how, like, <gasps> yeah. That, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard not being able to like playing your guitar just in your in your house compared to a bunch of fans or even just a bar of fans is so different that that energy that you get 
Probably just a monolith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now I'm just playing for my dog um, who doesn't really look that interested. <laughs> <laughs> I pretend that I know how to play guitar. I have a couple guitars. I don't know how. I know a couple notes. Yeah. But I don't know how to strum and switch notes at the same time. So I strum and then I stop, switch notes, and then I strum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as you own the guitars, you look like you know what you're doing. Yes. <laughs> I just I just throw on the country radio and just pretend that that's me. Yeah. And I just walk out and I put a show on for my dogs and they also pretend that they're like, what the heck? Yeah. It's please. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you please stop that? Yeah. <laughs> so, who speaking of music and getting out there and playing, who would be some of your favorite people that you would love to like either be on tour with? right with who are some of those people that you're reaching for that you have on your list yeah um wow okay uh so that's a good question um you know some of my dream co-writers are uh let me see shane mcanally who writes a lot of um you know old dominion Casey Musgraves. Um, oh. just a lot of really really cool music that i love love his stuff um ross copperman's one of my favorite writers um, who else? John Osborne. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so many good writers in Nashville. It's, it's awesome. Party would be a really cool one to write with. Um, so yeah, those are kind of my, my dream co-writes, uh, in terms of being on tour. You know, I, I would not be that picky, I would say. Um, I would love like a, you know, Kenny Chesney or an Eric Church. That's, that's big time. I would love an, you know, Old Dominion or, uh, you know, Thomas Rhett or something. Um, yes. Jake Owen, just, just kind of great entertainers that I could sit there and learn from. If, uh, if I really, you know, if I, if I got to pick, that, that would be cool. <laughs> I would just love to go on a tour though. We're, we're still kind of working on it and trying to build up to that level. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd kind of take anything. <laughs> so for speaking of tours, like how would you, how, since obviously not having all like Kenny Chesney fame and stuff, how how do the smaller smaller folks get to like? Is, do you guys go on tours, or is it more just kind of around town, just different bars, and that's like your tour? Um, so you kind of play around town to kind of continue to build up that following and continue to get noticed in town. This is at least my route. Um, to kind of get noticed by the powers that be. Um. And then it's kind of once somebody decides to take a chance on you, whether it's a booking agency or a label or something, um, and kind of push you and, and make you a thing, then they can put you on a, you know, tour as a opening slot or an opening opening slot for, you know, bigger act that's on tour. Um, that, that's kind of how that works. And slowly the music becomes more and more popular and you get more fans and people are, you know, Wanting to see more shows of you, then you maybe move up to the second opening slot, and then maybe eventually you headline a smaller tour, and then maybe you headline a bigger tour, and then you're doing arenas. It just it, it's kind of a progression, and I'm kind of you know in the down here level trying to slowly make my way up. Um, and it just like everything in music, it just takes a while. Yes, we got to get you to Boots and Hearts. Absolutely. Have you ever heard? Yes. I have. Yes. <laughs> you haven't. No, no, no. I haven't been. I've heard of it. 
Oh yes, we have to get you there. Oh no That'll kidding. Yeah, let's let's make it happen. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I only have a couple more questions for you. Perfect. One, would you bless us with a song? Oh, Even absolutely. Just a little bit? Yes. Let me grab my guitar. Yes. <laughs> One second. Let me tune her real quick. Yeah. I totally forgot about this part. <laughs> I was not prepared. <laughs> That's okay. Before you get playing, I'm going to ask you my my final question. You can answer it, and then we'll kind of lead off with you singing. I'll say thank you after you're, you're done your song. But my final question for you, give us the blessing with your music, which I can't wait, <laughs> is what is your perspective on positivity? Perspective on positivity. Wow. Um... I gotta think about this one for a second. That's a good question. Um, you know, I've kind of learned, especially over the past two years, working in an industry that has so many unknowns and, you know, frankly, so many letdowns. I mean, it's, it's an industry of almost, and it's an industry of hearing no a lot. When you think you're going to hear yes, I'm hearing a yes that they just kind of, it turns into a no or a maybe, like this is cool, it gets your hopes up and then it brings it back down. Um, you know, eventually you think you're going to hear those big yeses uh, and that's kind of what you work for. But, you know, in the meantime, it's a, it's a hard road of, of no's. Um, but I think if you are truly doing what you love and you are, you know, Staying persistent and constantly getting better and, um, you know, not putting everything you have into necessarily your career, but having, you know, friends that you care about, family that you care about, you know, maybe a sports team that you care about. Just, just kind of diversifying your life a little bit. Um, you know, you can really find a lot of good and a lot of good things happening to you. And it's... You know, you can't control what happens to you, but you can absolutely control the attitude that you have. And, yeah. you know, you just got to realize that progress and, and greatness does not come overnight. It does not come right away. Um, success does not come right away for you know, 99 percent, 99 percent of people out there. Um, but everybody who's been successful has been through the hard times. So you just kind of got to remember that when you're going through the hard times. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> and And thank you once again for for joining me on the show and giving me your time. Thank you 
for being such a, a light to the world and, and sharing your gifts of music and, and and happiness and fun and excitement. Um, you definitely make a difference in the world and you definitely make this world a better place just by being you and, and, and sharing your gifts and your music. So thank you so very much. Well, thank I you and likewise. Thank you. I cannot wait to to continue watching your journey. We're gonna get you to Boots and Hearts, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm one of your biggest fans. And I just thank you, thank you, thank you. And I cannot wait to hear this song. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was a, a great way to spend my Monday morning, Jamie. Something to look forward to, and this has been a lot of fun. So really appreciate it, and appreciate everything you do, and for liking my stuff. That uh, that means the world. It really does. Awesome. So I'm going to do the uh, new single I'm dropping in a few weeks. It's called Pink Umbrella Drinks. Song of the Summer. Wouldn't know it by looking at me, but I am the epitome of low-key humility. Yeah. Gonna let the cat out of the bag. I'm the best dang girl that I ever had. Got my heart spinning round like a new day tag. Hard me while I fumble brag. She's the classic into my game. She's fireworks, she's the whole shebang. She's cooking up pie with lemon meringue. She can make me drop everything. She's a heat wave in January. She's the kind of that you want to then come thank you the only thing that we ain't the same she likes pink umbrella drinks pink umbrella drinks yeah myself in a live beer man in the bottle or in the can She's who she is and I'm just why Usually I don't even tell I never felt this way about anyone else Like a summertime snow cone I just felt I can't help myself but She's the classic end of my game She's fireworks, she's a ocean man Smoking a pie with a lemon meringue. She can make a drop everything. She's a heat wave in January. She's the kind that you want to marry. Come to think, you're the only thing. If we ain't got it same, she likes a umbrella drinks. Pink umbrella drinks. She's a classic into my yay. She's fireworks, she's a whole shebang. She's cooking up high with lemon meringue. She can make me drop everything. She's a heat wave in January. She's the kind that you want to Come to think, you're the only thing. We ain't got it the same. She likes pain. Umbrella friends. Hey.
It's warmer in Canada, so you can sit by a pool and drink some fruity drinks and listen to that song. Yes. <laughs> Where can my listeners find you? Um, so Instagram is Cooper Allen Music. Uh, Facebook, Cooper Allen. Allen is spelled A-L-A-N. Um, Spotify, Cooper Allen. Um, TikTok, Cooper Allen 1. Um, and those are all my socials. CooperAllenMusic.com is my website. Um, but yeah, I need followers. I need friends. Y'all follow awesome. me. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Everyone go follow him. Go follow him. Well, thank you so very much once again for for everything that you do and, and spending your Monday with me. Um, I truly appreciate it. And I well, hope thank you, you so much. This was awesome. The rest of your day is amazing. I hope it gets a little bit more sunnier here for yeah. me to enjoy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And you have a great week and a great Monday. You as well. Thank you. All right. See you. Bye. Well, my friends, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Once again, I apologize for the disturbance that was in the episode due to the internet service. I appreciate you guys sticking through and listening to the whole entire episode. I love you guys so very much. You guys are the best listeners and fans out there. I appreciate you guys so very much if you guys enjoyed this show please give a shout out to me and cooper allen on the socials ig is at sparkplug wellness and at cooper allen and facebook is candace axford and cooper allen for facebook and i am so excited for you guys please if you guys enjoy this podcast please Give me a rating and a review. It really helps the podcast get out there for other listeners to hear all of the value that all my guests share on the podcast. So once again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Please rate and review the podcast. Love you guys. And it is now time to go out and do something positive and be positive.